what the media never tells you is there are 100,000, 120,000 Ukrainian troops at the Dnieper River. Now that's the dividing line between East and West Ukraine. There was a coup, a regime change coup, pulled off by people tied to George Soros, to Victoria Nuland. Biden was the point man for this for the Obama administration in 2014. And they used the muscle of neo-Nazi, actual Nazi militia units in the Maidan Square to pull off the coup. Look, what's happening is that Russia is opposed to the Great Reset because the Great Reset is a policy based on taking away national sovereignty. The Great Reset basically says that central banks will take over not only currency and credit policy, monetary policy, but also spending policy, fiscal policy. In other words, the central banks, who are really arms of the biggest private banks and financial institutions, are going to be given the power that used to be in the hands of elected legislatures. With the global economy being in shambles and central bankers moving towards a reset, it's never been a better time to protect your wealth by owning precious metals. Contact Andy at milesfranklin.com. Tell him Sarah sent you. He promised me he will guarantee you the lowest price anywhere in the country. Remember, email Andy at milesfranklin.com and tell him Sarah sent you. It's never been a better time to protect your future than now. Russia and China vetoed that. Did you read about that in your local paper? Of course not. That's the whole point. They're not going to tell us any of this. They're not going to say, tell us that they're against the Green New Deal and why. They're not telling us that Ukrainians have all these troops right by the Russian border. They're not telling us you know, that, that this money is going to these banks and they're using that money that we're giving them to buy all these assets while we're bankrupting all of you guys. So while Putin is protecting the Russian people as best as he can, he's called by the Western media an autocrat, a dictator. Uh, they make up stories about Russia poisoning dissidents and, and Russia supporting Syria's Assad who's gassing his own people. When it turns out that all of these stories come out of London, the latest story that came out two days ago is that the Russians have a plan to overthrow Zelensky and put in a pro-Russian leader in Ukraine. In other words, a reverse Maidan. Well, and what I heard, it's a secret source, anonymous source. The data is secret and the source is secret. So we don't, you know, who do we believe? It's just all stupid. Well, let, let me give you something. Sarah, just to show you how absurd it gets, you know, the United States is now saying that the families of uh, uh, State Department officials, diplomats, and others in Kiev should leave because of the Russian invasion that's coming. Now, a former Ukrainian defense minister. They're saying, hold on a second, they're saying past advisors and stuff are saying that it's a foregone conclusion that there's going to be World War III in Europe. Yeah. I mean, they're coming out and saying, they're being really bold about it. Well, and that's what um, the, the guy who testified, I can't remember his name right now, against Trump in the uh, Ukraine impeachment, uh, Vindman, just came out and said, we're absolutely going to have World War III. But here's what the former Ukrainian defense minister said. He said, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, doesn't believe there's an imminent threat to Ukraine. He said, they think this is utterly ridiculous to withdraw family members of Americans 
And he said, those Americans are safer in Kiev than they are in Los Angeles or any other crime-ridden city in the United States. <laughs> so the Ukrainians- They're starting to use this crap against The Ukrainians are making fun of the political elite in our country who are making up these stories. Why? To scare you, to convince you that just shut up and take the austerity. There's nothing you can do about it because Putin's coming to get us, Xi Jinping's coming to get us, and we've got to protect you by fighting a war in Ukraine. Now, didn't we hear the same thing with Iraq? Is this tying into, hold on, is this tying into why we need the war? Because it's austerity measures. They scare people. Is this what you're getting to? They scare people. Well, that's part of it. But the other, the other part of it is to stop Russia and China from obstructing their great reset. And they think they can, you know, the whole idea is how could you turn Russia against China now? Because one of the things that the discussion process going on in the Pentagon is that, holy smokes, our whole strategy isn't going to work. Our strategy is we could fight Russia or China, but not both. Now it looks as though because of our policy of, of attacking the two countries and containing them and sanctioning them, the two of them are being brought closer together, not just economically where they are close, but militarily now. And the US military is saying, look, we don't have hypersonic missiles yet. We don't have the technology to fight them. And there's no way that the military wants to fight a war in Ukraine. So Biden, Whatever else there is about Biden, he's sensible enough to know that a war in Ukraine would be a disaster. Someone like Tony Blinken, who's an ideological idiot, is running around the world saying, we're going to take on the Russians, we're going to punish them. We've been sanctioning them for 10 years. They're still surviving. But the countries that do business with them are the ones that are losing. That's why the Germans are saying, we're not going to go along with this war. Well, Germans can't. Germany can't because of their... Okay, so not, let me ask you. In every other reset, there's always been countries that didn't like what the bankers were doing. It's the same group of people, same families, same, you know, the posterity, it goes through the, their, their family line. There's been countries that do not like this. So in every time, has this been what's caused the wars? Well, that's why you have assassinations. That's why you have terrorism. Uh, you think about World War I, the, the trigger was the Balkans where the British were very much involved in trying to bring down the Ottoman Empire, the Russian Empire, and the Austro-Hungarian Empire. And they figured the best way to do it is by having them fight each other. World War I, before World War I, the British devised a strategy which became known as geopolitics. Halford Mackinder from the London School of Economics said, look, we can't let the French, Germans, and Russians work together because they'll outflank the British control of international trade and finance, which is based on the deep water ports and, and sea traffic. If they have rail systems connecting Europe and Eurasia, we lose. So the British expended enormous energy to turn the French against the Germans, the Russians against the Germans, and they created a triple entente, which led to World War I. The United States stupidly got in on the side of the British. Now, after that, what did we do? After World War I, we punished Germany with reparations, the Weimar hyperinflation, we destroyed Germany. Yep. And then the Bush family and the corporate trusts, the Rockefellers, Standard Oil, the rubber companies, the steel trusts, funded the Hitler movement in Germany. 
and at the same time back the, the Soviets with the idea that let's let Germany and the Soviets fight each other. And Hitler crossed them by going west first. So we've had two world wars in the 20th century based on these geopolitics. So the lesson is don't listen to the city of London and Wall Street. Their interests are not the interests of the American people. And I think most Americans know that, but they don't understand that we do have allies. And, and here's the tricky thing. If you say to most Americans, who would ally with the United States against this international banking cabal, this criminal cabal? And if you said Russia and China, they'd say, oh, no, no, they're part of it. They're against us. Well, there are people in both of those countries who would like to see us collapse. But there are other people in Russia who realize, and China, that they need the United States as markets. They need the United States as partners. And so we have a potential. And this is what Lyndon LaRouche kept saying. The four power agreement, Russia, China, India, and the United States possess the numbers of people, the economic clout, the military clout to take on the city of London and the bankers. Unfortunately, in the United States, those bankers have enormous power. And it's not just bankers, it's the corporate cartels what Eisenhower called the military industrial complex, which by the way, includes all the corporations. It includes Silicon Valley, the Silicon billionaires. They're all integrated into this intelligence security force that not only uses the wars to create new enemies, but to spy on us. I don't think people understand. They don't understand economics. They don't understand how these people are hurting us. It's kind of like the big pharmaceutical companies are paying off all these testing companies and people and the hospitals. People are making so much money. They use people's greed to get people to do what they need them to do. The big payoff schemes now going in the hospitals that are killing people from COVID because they're using the wrong protocols. They use people's greed to get people to do what they want them to do. And these people aren't smart enough because they don't understand. And so I think that's what's happening in China and Russia and India too. They got their people that don't understand and they're greedy and they're selfish, just like we have here. And it's the people that can rise up and see the bigger picture that are saying, wait a minute, we need to work together on this and defeat our common enemy and not let them use their tools because they got more money than, I don't want to say more money than God, but you know what I'm saying? They got more money than most, than all the sovereign nations. And so they use that as the tool for human greed and the humans that don't think beyond their their money. And it's the people that can think beyond that and say, hey, wait a minute, this is our common enemy. Well, it's their money and their comfort zone. Look how they control politics in the United States, identity politics. What is that all about? Yes. Instead of realizing that we have a common national mission that goes back to the founding fathers, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, on the one hand, they attack the founding fathers, they attack these founding documents. So people don't really know what they mean. But then they turn everyone against each other, the racial, ethnic, religious, uh, gender. You, know, you create smaller and smaller affinity groups so that you actually have what is a Hobbesian jungle, a war of each against all. So instead of seeing that the interest of my neighbor is, the, is the, that my neighbor does well is in my interest, that's important for social cohesion but also for international politics. There was a, a conference in 1648 called the Peace of Westphalia that ended the Thirty Years' War. 
where they said two principles were key to that. One, that my neighbor doing well is in my interest. And secondly, no interference in the affairs of other nations. That doctrine largely kept the peace to the extent there was peace in Europe from 1648 to 1914. Now in 1999, who came to the United States and said, we've got to get rid of the peace of Westphalia idea. We have to have the right to intervene anywhere to protect human rights. Who's Tony Blair? the same guy who organized mm. the Bush administration to go into Iraq and overthrow Saddam and start the endless wars. Well, I could have named a bunch of people who could have said that, but it doesn't surprise me it's him. Well, but he was he had the Queen's support. He had the, the city of London and the uh, Privy Council behind him. And Americans don't understand when we talk about the British, we're not talking about the average bloke who goes into a tavern after work and sits around with his friends. We're talking about the dukes and the lords and the huge landowners yes. who and the bankers who run the offshore tax havens, who launder the drug money internationally through Hong Kong Shanghai Bank. These are the enemies of humanity. The same ones that expect us to pay our taxes, otherwise we go to prison, yeah. who don't pay any of their taxes. They want all our tax money and they get it. And they want you to think that your enemy is the poor guy down on the end of the block who got a, a check from the government to help him out in a crisis. Instead of recognizing that where that guy's going today, you could be tomorrow because the people who run this country don't give a damn about your welfare or your security. The idea of the general welfare or the common good was the major breakthrough in the American system. The government should level the playing field so everyone has an opportunity, that credit is available, that there's opportunity in business and in virtually every area. That's been eroded. And people are told, look, you can't change things. Get involved with the metaverse. Get in the fantasy, whether it's sports or sexual fantasy or, or whatever, recreation, drugs. That's actually very true. I mean, the pornography is they're starting to realize and I'm going to have somebody on my show pretty soon um, talking about how pornography, the addiction level of young people is, is skyrocketed and how it's changing actually their brains. And, uh, and they can't even when they're with their partners, they're not even, they're not aroused anymore. It's really creating a lot of issues. Well, you know, Snowden made the point that the biggest problem with the uh, NSA and the social revolution around computers is not just that they track you and figure out what you want to buy and they, they put ads to entice you to buy things you don't need. It's they actually change the functioning of the neural pathways through cyber warfare that you're unconscious of. And people can't concentrate yep. anymore. It's extremely difficult to get people who are used to working with computers. You know, you see something over here that catches your interest and you forget what you were reading before. This is a deliberate attack that's part of the attack on classical culture and classical education so that people can't make decisions based on critical judgment. And so then you turn the idea that Putin is an enemy. Putin is poisoning his people. He's jailing dissidents. Now, what are we doing? What is the January 6th? Exactly. Well, yeah, or we're worse. And well, I don't know if we're worse, but we sure the heck can't point fingers when we're doing the same thing. Well, here's an important point. Why are we prosecuting Julian Assange? 
he exposed through through documents given to him. He didn't hack them. They were given to him. He published documents that showed war crimes committed uh, under the leadership of the uh, Bush administration and Obama administration. Instead of seeing him as a hero and rewarding him for that, we're going to kill him while the war criminals get jobs at CNN and MSNBC. That's exactly what's going on. It's really a sad day. I, I, uh, uh, you know, just letting it sink in that the Fed is printing all that trillions, 34 trillion or whatever they printed. And so much of that money is then turning around being used to buy up assets while they're bankrupting the country based on these mandates and stuff. And they're probably using it as well to pay off hospitals to, to do the wrong protocols. I just, I, I don't, people, if they understood, they'd be mad as hell. I mean, I just, well, and don't and don't forget, Sarah. They control the media. The media is another cartel. That's exactly right. Yeah, and how much of the money goes to the media? Because CNN has like a paltry audience. I mean, that nobody listens to them anymore. I don't even know why. You know what they're trying to do now is infiltrate all the independent media because the independent media is what what people are listening to now. And so they're they're really we got to be careful well, because there's a lot of agents trying to feed our ears and get us to cover things differently. Well, you, you know, think about what I said about the divide and conquer, that they'll concoct wild theories, which they'll feed to people who they think will accept them, which take them away from tracking down the real criminals. I'll give you an example. When it comes to the question of the 2020 election, the initial focus should have been on who runs the computers. And it should have been the NSA and the CIA and GCHQ of London. Yep. Instead, you had people saying the Chinese did it, the Italians did it. Uh, it was done out of an off office in Frankfurt, Germany. There are all these stories out there which had a, a little bit of truth to them or people could believe them, but it took people off the real focus. Just as when we're talking now about what's the real problem people face, is it uh, mandates, masks, vaccines, or is it the fact that we could be obliterated in a nuclear war that's being organized to essentially assure, ensure that you have no say in your future? Well, here's the deal. The masks and the vaccines and everything they're doing to get us off topic is really important. I mean, they're killing people in hospitals and the kids are you know, 360% delayed and 360% uh, rise in speech delays and suicide levels are skyrocketing. I mean, this sidetrack is a big deal. The thing is, is just like what Klaus Schwab, who I do not like, but he's right. If we have an economic collapse, it'll make COVID look like a blip. And they know that and they don't care. I mean, they just want to make sure they come out at the other end, owning everything and controlling everything. You know what else he said on the Green New Deal? He said, the problem is that people want a better life and we can't give it to them. Did he really? What an a Yeah, that's in one of his books. God, he's an a -hole. So, you know, what it comes down to is that- Why can't we give it to him, Harley? Let's, I want you to just say what you're gonna say, but why the heck can't we give it to him? You know, as much as I know, that if, if we cared about the welfare of the people and we, all we had to do is get rid of the corruption, stop the Federal Reserve printing money and stop paying interest on money they're printing that we could print ourselves, we just started doing those basic things, prosperity level of everyone. We started letting science flourish so that we had health for people. 
people would, their whole life standards, everything would go up. We could do it's because they're purposely keeping it from us so they can have it for themselves. And it comes down to their religion. Well, if, if you're implying that they're Satanists, I would agree. <laughs> yeah, I think they're crazy. They, 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 do not, they do not think of human beings as in the image and likeness of God. They think of themselves as Roman emperors. Um, that's what the oligarchy takes its uh, image from. That's what the British monarchy uh, and its various institutions had the study of the Roman Empire. Why did Rome fall? And they concluded that it was because Rome did not use enough divide and conquer to keep the empire quiet. And so the, the British are experts at studying different cultures and finding the differences, the, the, the minute differences between religions and race and things of that sort and how to play it. And this is, this is why they've continued in power, despite the fact that they're really idiots. They can't organize a, an economy that will succeed except a slave labor economy. Yeah, they are yeah. idiots. Yeah. That's exactly right. Because they're not smart enough to be able to, to realize that they can organize an economy that not, not only works for them, but it works for everybody. And they're going to be just as happy as they were before but they're too stupid to realize that. Well, I don't know whether they're happy. I think some of them are happy inflicting uh, pain on the rest well, of us. Well, but you know what I but mean. I, I think well, because they're Satanists. But I mean, as far as what they would get and receive would be just, it, it'd be fine. They'd be happy with it. It's just they're too stupid and too caught up in their religion to realize that they could, it would be prosperous the, for everyone. The issue for those of us who are looking at the big picture is that we have to take some of the things that you and I have just been talking about, which are not so difficult ideas to understand that a physical economy where you actually are producing something, adding value through the production process is how you make wealth as opposed to printing money and putting it in the hands of gamblers. And yep. that's something that's simple. That's something that was proven at the founding of our republic by the Hamiltonian credit system, by what the founding fathers sponsored. Uh, we've revived it throughout our history and it's always been attacked. And who attacks it? The city of London and their allies in Boston, uh, New York, now San Francisco. So the, the important thing is that we're the majority. The majority of people want the right thing for their children and grandchildren. They want a future. They want the world to be better when they leave it than when they came into it. And that's being stolen from all of us. And what we do at the LaRouche movement with the Executive Intelligence Review is we put out material every day identifying who are the enemies, what are their plans, and also importantly, what are their vulnerabilities? And right now their biggest vulnerability is they're sitting on a mountain of unsustainable debt that they're trying to convince us that we have to slave away so they can pay it off and that's, what's, that's what will give us security. And people like Russia and China are standing in the way of that. Instead, we have to be smart enough to realize that we're being swindled and chiseled at every step of the way. They have no commitment to the idea of the right to human life. And those of us who believe in, in that the right to life is not just a slogan, but that everyone has not only the right to life, but the right to a, a life that's productive, we have to fight this enemy. And right now, the debt is their biggest weakness. 
if we could put some people into the Congress who understood the importance of getting back to, to proper banking regulation, I'm not talking about six zillion um, uh, commissions that, that do all sorts of things, but just the simple thing that a commercial bank will be protected if it loans money to physical production. Don't you think we should just get out of the central banker stuff too and start? Oh, sure. We should sure. not be paying. We should not be paying interest to the central bankers for them printing money that we can print ourselves. We should shut it down. That makes we no sense. We should shut sense. down the Federal Reserve System, nationalize it, dismantle it, whatever, but move back toward a credit system, a physical credit system, whether it's done by the states, but preferably by the nation, because that works the best. That is then connected with uh, protectionist policies where you need protection. It's related to doing things that are necessary for health, for transportation, for education. But those things can be done easily if people realize that we, the people, have the power in our system. If we don't sit back in awe of the people who are really rich and who are wielding power now, but recognize them as predators and instead organize our fellow citizens to put some people with guts into the Congress, this thing could be turned around very quickly because the United States still has a constitutional system that has not yet been obliterated. And if we use it, we can restore our country. And that's, that's what I write about. That's what every day I do a daily update, a 10 to 12 minute video update that if people, if your listeners and viewers are interested in, they can write to me and I'll send them the link for free so that they can get access to this kind of intelligence every single day, five days a week at least. Well, and, and you do write really good stuff. I, I just published your a report with you in it. Now, I, I want to ask you, what is, other than reading your, your information, what is a, something people can do? I always want this because people feel helpless right now. They feel scared. And I think we can give them some advice on what to do to help alleviate and get, create more courage and so that they're safer by their actions. Can you give them some advice? Well, a couple of things. Don't react out of anger because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to provoke people in the flight forward so they can accuse you of being white nationalists or black nationalists or militants so they can isolate you. Be thoughtful and have the courage to talk to everyone. You know, there, there's so much anger in this country right now and legitimately so, because people have a sense that there's nothing they can do. But learn a couple things about the legislation that will work. Why would Glass-Steagall work, the banking regulation? Um, what, what would it mean if we stopped bailouts and shut down the Fed? Well, it would change everything. They're gonna scare the hell out of you and make you think that the world's going to fall apart if the Fed goes away. Well, the world is falling apart. Uh, that's world, my point. And it's because yeah. of them. Keep going. Well, I was going to say, we're in the midst of a systemic collapse of the financial system, of the moral code, of the social uh, cohesion. You know, you know, sitting here in Europe, I see what's happening in Germany, where Germany was once known as the land of science and technology, and, yeah. and you can see the infrastructure collapsing. Bridges are collapsing in Germany. Well, that's too bad. And that was their, their pride, and they, but we have the same problem here. Well, then I was just going to say, I look at the United States, and I'm horrified whenever I go back, when I go to an airport and see the conditions there. If you've ever been in an airport in China, I think you have. 
you look at where there is an emphasis on technology, I'm not advocating everything that goes on in China, but if they need to build a hospital or build a bridge, they do it quickly. In the US, look at the mess of the East Coast transportation system. Using our rights, using the way we establish things, using the fact that we have a free system. If we get rid of the yeah. corruption and the abuse and the parasites on, because they use our own tax money to, to kill us and to take advantage of us. If we got rid of that, our Congress is supposed to be putting out money. They're the ones supposed to be printing money. That's right. Not these clowns. These clowns take our money and then use it against us to completely manipulate us. They take our tax money and are using it to keep themselves rich and they get trillions. And, and they own the Congress. They own the Congress. But here's the thing. What they're afraid of, why they have the Great Reset, is they're afraid if the people do rise up, the Congress will be more scared of their constituents than they are of losing the support of the bankers. And we've got to get the Congress to be scared of their constituents. Yes, we do. That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. I really appreciate this, Harley. I think um, I, I, I really do. And I think people are really waking up to what their agendas were at the COVID mandates. I was a little bit against you in the beginning because of, you know, these vaccines. And I think so many people have realized, you know, we're all on the same page realizing that, wait a minute, this is not, they're just, it's another scam. So I, I just appreciate you coming to the program and giving us your knowledge on this, because I don't know, you're one of the, uh, you're one of the best when it comes to geopolitical and what's really going on. So I, and especially with war and economics, economics is the key behind everything they're doing. Yep. So if, if people want to get in touch with me, let me just give out my private personal email. And I do answer everybody. And I have a long history of uh, communication with your viewers. It's harley, S-C-H, at gmail.com. And if you ask, if you say you saw me with Sarah and uh, ask from uh, my blog page, I'll, I'll send you a link for free and you can dig in as much as you want and uh, feel free to do whatever you want with it. But I, I hope you will read it, discuss it and take these ideas out to the public. Yeah, and that's what we need. We need people educated on this. And that's another reason why they're gonna be censoring, why they censor so much. Well, I appreciate it, Harley. Thank yeah. you so much for coming to the program. My pleasure, Sarah. We should do it again soon. Yes.